0: Well, greetings, all of our family and friends. This is the senior pastor of This Rock International, Apostle Nathaniel Leon. I'm excited to be with you today for our Freedom Global prophetic podcast. We believe that God is going to minister to us in a mighty, mighty way. I uh, have the privilege of having uh, a guest with us. Uh, And before we do that, I'm going to ask you to do the work of the evangelist. If you would share the podcast, if you would, uh, as you're coming in, be sure to do that work of the evangelist, share the podcast, and uh, let somebody know on. We believe that God is going to speak today tremendously. So wherever you're watching from, wherever you're listening from, we pray greetings in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we're glad you're with us on our Freedom Global Prophetic Podcast. In just a minute, I'm going to bring my good friend and covenant brother, Apostle Phil Vermellon on the line. He's going to be joining all the way from London, England. We're going to be talking this uh, week about... The raising of the altar. You see, I'm wearing my shirt here and we're getting ready next weekend, not this one, but the next weekend for our freedom, our raising the altar here in Riverside, our semi-annual. So I'm going to ask you to join if you would. I'm going to do the same. I'm going to share the podcast uh, on Facebook. I'm going to share it on YouTube. I'm going to ask that the grace of the Lord would increase the impact and that we would go further. So without any further delay, I'm going to prepare to bring on our good friend and covenant brother, Apostle Phil Vermellon. Please welcome him into the podcast. Blessings, Apostle. How you doing, sir? Blessings, blessings, Apostle. My family. so good
1: to see you. So good to be back with the this Rock family and the podcast and greetings to everyone online. Joy to be with Brother, I know God is in the family tonight, I know that there's going to be answers, I know that there's going to be a stirring in the hearts of men and women, and I want to encourage uh, those who have the ability to come to raising the altar. Listen, I've been at, um, out of the 18 that we've raised um, internationally, I think I've only missed one or two, um, and I can honestly tell you, we have seen the fruit uh of this this uh, uh, impact and this movement and i want to you to not miss and specifically believe that god has a word and that god has something very 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 intentional regarding this uh the so, um, please guys if you can share this with god we would gladly appreciate it if you can tag at least five people, let them know that we are live, let them know that there's a word for them tonight and that God wants to meet them. We would greatly appreciate
0: that. Amen. Thank you, Apostle. I'm so glad you're with us. It's going to be an amazing uh podcast today and again i can see now the comments are up uh sister rose bonnet so good to see you sister eunice welcome sister morgan welcome sister sandra praise the lord so good to see you sister mary uh we pray the grace of the lord ada uh richardson so good to see you we're praying that as the word of the lord goes forth that there would be just a release of the power of god today in a mighty mighty way so we're going to start with a brief word of prayer we're going to go straight into the word of the lord I'm going to ask you one more time to do that work of the evangelist. What does the evangelist do? He shares the good news of Jesus. How can we share the good news of Jesus? By hitting that button. I know that we're not used to doing anything out of the ordinary, but if you've been blessed by the podcast in the the past or are expecting a blessing by faith, share that podcast, uh, hit like, hit follow. Those watching on YouTube, make sure you, you subscribe to the channel and hit the notification button and we're praying according to the grace of the Lord. Good to see you Pastor Hiram. Welcome, welcome. We love you as well. Uh it's going to be an amazing time next weekend the 23rd through the 25th right here at this Rock International in Southern California in Riverside. It's going to be an amazing move of God. But let's start with a word of prayer. We're going to go straight into the word and we're going to ask God to speak to us uh, supernaturally that the favor of God would manifest and that God's good goodness would be upon us. Bless you, Pastor Wilmer Grove. I see our good uh, brother in covenant, uh, brother in Christ, Pastor Wilmer Grove, all the way from Pretoria, South Africa. So good to see you. He, uh, the plan is, Lord willing, he'll be with us next week. And so we're going to be talking about raising the altar, It's going to be an amazing time but let's go before the lord in a word of prayer heavenly father we just ask you to speak to our hearts and minister to our spirits give us wisdom give us understanding give us the counsel of the lord that as we go before you i pray grace and power and favor I ask you for miracles, signs, and wonders to accompany the teaching and preaching of your word. And I pray that wisdom and revelation would flow and that we would see and hear at new dimension and at new realms. Open up, Lord, the realm of the spirit and move mightily on this podcast that you would get glory, that you would get honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Somebody say amen. amen. Uh, we'll start with uh, our key verse for uh, the podcast, which is found in Romans 8.21. Uh, And again, we're going to continue to uh, build on the raising of the altar. As you're seeing, we're wearing our Raising the Altar shirts. We are getting ready June 23rd through the 25th for the raising of the altar next weekend right here in this Rock International. God's going to be moving Friday, 7 p.m. Sunday morning, uh, Saturday morning, Saturday evening, and then Sunday concluding at 12 noon. It's going to be powerful. The presence of God is going to be stirring and the mighty moves of God are going to be released. But let's read. Romans 8:21, and uh, I'm going to read that in your hearing. And as we have the uh, the shared screen, I don't think they have the verses now, but we're working on that. Uh, but let me read that to you. Romans chapter 8:21 is our key verse, and then we're going to 1 Kings 18, verse number 30. But Romans chapter 18. Uh, verse 21 tells us because the creature itself shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of god i want to encourage you that glory releases liberty that when the glory of god manifests the 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 hebrew word for glory is the word kabod or kabode to kabod the weight of god the substance of god i want you to be encouraged god is going to throw his weight around he's going to manifest his power And we reveal his name, his authority, his his divinity. And when the Lord shows up, he takes what the devil meant for evil and turns it. He turns your humiliation into your honor. He turns your pain into your anointing. He turns your brokenness into the favor on your life. This is what he does, that the glory of God is drawn and sustained by the New Testament word is the word doxa, D-O-X-A, doxa, where you get the word doxology, which deals with worship. And the other word is uh, Orthodox, where you get the word order and real worship produces heavenly order. When you begin to worship and I begin to worship, there becomes an arrangement. And I want to encourage you the liberty that we're expecting in 2024, 2025, 2026 and the next six years. We're believing for a move of the glory of God that will bring deliverance from bondage and corruption into glorious freedom first kings 18 let me read this we're in a context here in first kings 18 where uh the nation of israel is in a backslidden state uh king ahab is under the influence of jezebel The altars of Baal have been erected and lifted, and the altars of Jehovah have been torn down. Now the nation is worshiping other gods, and we're seeing the same happen here. Uh, Nations under corruption, under pollution, under uh, bad leadership, uh, leaders, prime ministers, governors uh, not fearing God and legislating in the earth what is illegal from heaven. When we legislate legally, uh, you create a culture the culture of the land is the legislation. And when you legislate, even though we don't agree with it, the things in the earth that are illegal in heaven, you're bringing a curse upon the ground. And there is no rain for three years. There's a famine that ensued. And now the Bible says that God calls, let me read this verse, and I'm going to hand it to uh, Apostle to go back and forth. But it says this Elijah said to the people, Come near. And all the people came near, and he repaired or healed the altar that was broken down. Elijah took 12 stones. I'm going to ask you to write the word stones down. 12 stones. Altars are made of stones. Stones are immovable objects. Stones are solid foundation. The difference between the house in the Gospels that had uh, 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 endurance, had longevity, had consistency, and the difference between the house that the wind blew and it fell was the substance of its foundation. It wasn't its edifice. It wasn't its stained glass windows. It wasn't uh, its architecture. It was what what it was built on stone is solid foundation and sand is unstable foundation god is looking to build on solid men and women of god jesus is called according to psalms 18 verse 2 the the rock everlasting the eternal rock the rock of ages meaning he never changes every generation will come and go god is always good he's always faithful he's always he's always loving he's always merciful and i want to i want to encourage you god is getting ready to build an altar with unshakable stones men and women of character men and women of purity men and women of development men and women of process and he said he took the 12 stones and he built uh the the stones in the name of each tribe verse 32 and with the stones he built an altar in the name of the lord i want to encourage you god wants to build on stones he wants to build on immovable foundation he's looking for men and women that are consistent men and women that Will, will remain that can, they can bear fruit the bible says that remains now i want to give this concept before i pass it to, to Apostle Phil. one thing fruit does it, it, i wouldn't I, I don't know about in in uk i don't know about south africa but here in america when you buy fruit it doesn't last the moment you take it from the vine it begins to spoil but i want to encourage you fruit that remains must stay connected I want to encourage you, though uh, we're going to bear fruit, I declare your connectivity, your your joining to uh, to lively ministries, lively men and women of God, lively to Christ himself, number one to God, number two to representatives of God, number two to the move of God. When you plug in, he said, I'm the vine, you're the branch. You can be a fruit that remains and it doesn't spoil. So here, uh, the more tender the fruit the more juicier the fruit that that without a, a without an outer appeal uh, like an, uh, an orange has an outer peel uh, a grapefruit has an outer peel a strawberry or a peach They tend to spoil very quickly the Mm. elements once they're disconnected from the vine cause them to spoil but i'm going to prophesy that you are not going to spoil the environment is not going to change the quality of your substance you're going to bear fruit that remains there's going to be goodness and favor there's going to be wisdom and power there's going to be blessing that leads you closer to god and not further to god go ahead apostle my
1: god my god i want to read i want to read the scripture because you are touching on 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 something that i believe is so so powerful and that is uh the stone every altar is made up of living or lively stones but watch this you know the bible says um in genesis chapter 28 and verse 18 and joe jacob rose up early in the morning and took the stone mm. that he had put for his pillows and he set it up for a pillar. Yes. My God. I wanna I wanna I wanna I wanna highlight something here that when you look at the stone, the Bible says the the stone in which the builders have rejected has nice. become the chief cornerstone. Any foundation that doesn't have a chief cornerstone, a shaky foundation. Do you not consider it interesting that the altar is made up of lively stones? These stones with Christ Mm -hmm. being the chief cornerstone, meaning to say in our relationships the altar has to be central. In our finances the altar has to be central. In In our gatherings, in our movements, in everything that is allotted and entrusted into our care one of those stones or rather the, the, the makeup of those stones has to constitute to a altar come on that boss. altar has the ability to change seasons my god that That's also boss. has the ability to speak that altar has the ability to correct what is behind can i can i can i can i say this to you tonight i want to declare this to you that coming to an altar has the ability to quantum leap you back and has the ability to quantum leap you Mm. forward. the altar is a technology this is why we are saying put the stone back in its place why Come on. because this stone is immovable the bible says that jacob laid his head on the stone in other words Come on. your his head deals with his mind are you hearing me uh, as a man Ooh. think it, so,
0: Come on, Apostle. It,
1: so that means now that some total of who he is is made up of his thoughts your on, life will always gravitate Towards your most dominant thought from Mm a meaning. Had to get things right. Can I say you had to get his mind right? I'm going to prophesy to you that when you come to an altar, an altar the ability to fix mental health challenges. Challenges in your mind, Mm. everything that is fuzzy, everything that is hazy, everything Mm. that is out of synchronicity, everything that is out of alignment, I'm calling you to an altar. Like uh, the prophet Elijah said, come, "Come, draw near to an altar. There has to be an altar that is raised up in this hour. Why? Because when we gather around the altar, it has, Mm. like I said earlier, it has the ability to fix what is broken, because part of the DNA, part of the construct, part of the technology of an altar has the ability to fix what is broken. There are parts in us that are broken, my God. There are parts in us that haven't bore much fruit, but the moment we reconnect back to that altar, things begin to change. Things that are out of alignment, things that are out of
0: significance, Come on, Apostle.
1: A, 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 a place in our life, I believe, there are the ability to fix it. The altar even has the ability to go back generationally and to shut down demonic altars that are speaking. Listen, there are things that are not supposed to speak in your life, Come like on. we see with the nation of Israel. In 1 Kings chapter 18, yes, they are in a backslidden state. But when you go back to David, David was actually the one that initiated the role and the the function of Jezebel in Israel because Mm -hmm. of the sin that he committed. an altar reaching back, great to fix what is broken, great, destroy demonic Mom. altars. May I prophesy tonight yeah. that God is getting ready to destroy, to burn up, and to defeat every demonic altar that has mm. been speaking over your life. Over to you, Apostle. Mm.
0: Apostle, uh, you're touching on something. Uh, first Peter you quoted it first Peter 2 verse 5 uh blessings Prophet Lauren so good to see you all the way from South Africa our one of our brethren in the in the spirit um lively stones the Bible calls us according to first Peter living stones that we build a habitation Apostle reference when Jacob is ready for a visitation with god and there's a a a doorway and a a ladder that's going to reach heaven from earth to heaven and angels are going to open and ascend and descend it's got to be built on a stone which is 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 an unmovable option jacob has to put his head on the stone and sleep now who i i've never slept on a rock for a pillow i would grab grass I would grab, uh, you know, I, I I would use my arm. I'd I, I'd lay out, but uh, uh, but Jacob here is laying his mind on the rock. Who is the rock? Christ, the, the rock of ages. Uh, I looked up as Apostle was speaking. Uh, how are diamonds created? Simply put, diamonds formation occurs when carbon deposits deep within the earth approximately 90 to 125 miles below the surface are subject to high temperature and pressure when a child of god gets under pressure when a man or woman of god gets under uh, extreme uh, temperatures it is god developing a greater value fire doesn't destroy us fire purifies us and the rocks are the foundation of what the altar is made of see if we can raise an altar If the name of the Lord can be established, he will send the fire of God and when the fire falls, the nation, you read according to verse uh, a little bit further down in, in 40 and beyond, when the fire falls, all of the people fall on their face and turn back to God. How will America turn back to God? How will London turn back to God? How will South Africa see revival and change in the land? It's when we as living stones, lively stones, come together and get in position. And God will send something from heaven, a move, a wind, a sound, a fire that turns the generation back to the Lord. We are lively stones. Revelation chapter 2, verse number 17 tells us, The book of Revelation chapter 2 and verse number 17 tells us there are are new names that God will write in stones. Revelation 2.17 says this, He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. To him that overcome, I will give to eat of what's called hidden manna. What is manna? That which came from heaven. Manna was called, what is it? It's revelation, it's wisdom, it's knowledge. This hidden mamma, which is a result of an overcoming every situation in our life we're facing. We must become overcomers. There is one group of people in the book of Revelation that overcome the enemy, the power, the Antichrist, and all of its plots, and they are called the overcomers. And they overcome them by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony because they love not their life unto death. They're willing to die for what they believe. They're willing to lay it all on the life. And this overcomer, the one who overcomes the battle in our mind, the battle in our situation, God is building an endurance. He's building a faithfulness. The overcomer eats this revelation and he gives him what's called a white stone. Now the word white is also translated light stone, a stone that is lit, a stone that is luminous, a stone that is shining. This is a reflective stone. And in the stone, he writes a name written that no man knows, saving he that receives him. So this is the name of God being revealed to us inside of a stone, but also our new name, our new identity. Every time God speaks to us, he lays another stone in us of who we are and he reveals to us. You're no longer Jacob, you're Israel. You're no longer Simon, you're Peter. You're no longer Saul, you're Paul. You're no longer Sarai, you're Sarah. You're no longer uh, Abraham, you're Abraham. So Sarah and, and Abraham is God writing his name inside of their name. It's God putting ha Jehovah is putting his name inside of our name. God wants to put his name in your name. He wants to add his substance to your substance, so that you can access your full inheritance, so that there's no limitations of resources, no limitations of blessing and favor. There's no limitation of miracles, but the key to the victory of God is unshakable foundation. God is looking for everlasting foundation. Psalm 62 verse 6 calls Jesus the solid rock. Psalms 18 verse two said, he's the solid rock of all ages. Isaiah 26 verse four says he's an ever enduring rock. He, he's never changes. Here's the beauty of Hebrews chapter one, verse number three. Here's what it says. And I, I, we're talking about this because I believe that God is about to add to our gifting and add to our anointing and add to our grace as he releases uh, uh, Hebrews chapter one, verse number three. One of the things we were speaking about last night, Apostle, at a leadership meeting in India with some of our Spirit-filled Church of the, of the Valley family, shout out to all of our family in India, We were talking about the key to victory and the key to authority is integrity. The integrity of heart is the substance of what we give to the nations. Us going through this transformation of dying to self because every Israel has a Jacob in them. Every every Peter has a Simon in him. Every every Paul has a song in them, and we've got to crucify that old man and bring to life that new man. But Hebrews one verse three says that he is the brightness of glory, speaking of Jesus, the fullness of glory. Glory must have wholeness. We have to be whole mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually. God is looking to perfect the saints, to make us new by the power of the blood. We say we could never be perfect. That is a lie. I believe the scripture tells it, be perfect as he is perfect. And the word perfect, we get confused to think perfect means flawless, perfect means never making a mistake. No, perfect means whole. Perfect means mature, teleos, complete, well, mentally, emotionally. And I, God is trying to make us well. And I, I must remind you again, there were 10 leopards Ten of them were healed, but only one was whole. Ten of them got healed and left, but only one returned. The key to wholeness is continually returning to the God of your salvation, that no matter how much money he blesses you with, you keep coming back. No matter how many properties he gives you, he keeps coming back. Some of you are single waiting for a husband or wife. Don't you get married and run away from God and the church don't see you again till Christmas. The devil is a liar. Let what God gives you lead you closer to the altar and not away from the altar. Let everything he gives you lead you back to him so that he blesses you and doesn't lose you so that it draws you back to him. He said, he's the brightness of glory and the express image of his person. The Hebrew word, the Greek word for express image is the word character karate, or ka- karate, ta- meaning character it is character it is substance and this word character means an instrument used for engraving or carving a mark stamped upon an instrument on unmoved so the character is actually the prototype it's a it's if i can uh, get your imagination to look like a stamp and this stamp has a logo or an image or a seal on it and i stamp this this seal is not movable and you can reproduce this image over and over Uh, the character is the prototype it is the, the master design that everything else will be reproduced and we talked about this last night I said if if God was to fill the church with a thousand of us would that be a good thing or a bad thing I want you to examine if if God made a thousand more of me would that be a blessing would that be a, a hindrance because God will reproduce what we are good bad and ugly and I yeah. said, Lord, help us become that prototype. And I, we talked about different vehicles. We talked about the Fords and the Toyotas and the Lexus and the Mercedes and the BMWs, the different vehicles. Now we asked them, what kind of class of vehicle do they have? Some said, I have a Camry. Some said, I have an, I have a, uh, a S, uh, I have a, uh, E class. Some said, I have this. And I said, well, let me ask you a question. Is that the only F-150 truck? Do you have the only uh, uh e-class do you have the only he said no you have one of thousands upon thousands upon thousands sometimes tens of thousands even hundreds you don't have the only honda you don't got one of one you've got one of thousands and what they do is they will manufacture one it's called the prototype and they will perfect it and they will refine it and they will test it and they will take it through and once it's ready for reproduction once it's complete it can be reproduced over and over but there's something that we have nowadays called recalls apostle it's called the recall when they find out something in the mass production of the vehicle is not well Ooh. and they reproduced an error and now I'm they an millions tens of millions on trying to repair a reproduction that was in error and i uh, I don't know if you remember some years ago, Toyota is a well-known vehicle brand here in, in, in the United States. Very well-known, very reputable. Toyota makes Lexus. It's a very But a few years ago, they had problems with their accelerators where the vehicles were driving and they couldn't stop the cars. And people were dying in the cars and they were driving off the road and people were afraid to buy the Toyota. So what Toyota did, they had to get all of those cars and spend hundreds of millions to do damage Ooh. control because their name was being defamed. Their name was being defamed. Their name was being defamed because the name Toyota meant quality. It meant it meant safety, safety. But for that moment with the defect, the name of the Lord was in vain or the name of Toyota was in vain. I want to prophesy to you. You are an unmovable stone. You are consistent. You are a man or woman of integrity. You are called to be steadfast, unmovable. The Bible calls us trees of living water. We shall not be moved. Consistent character is the ability to remain the same in spite of uh, adverse situations. I don't lose my joy anymore. I'm trying, I'm working. I'm trying not not to lose my patience. I'm trying to remain in a good mood uh, consistently. I'm trying to walk in love and peace and joy in temperance and meekness i'm trying to prepare my mind why so that the uh, the situation around me does not affect me i affect the situation because i am an unmovable stone over to apostle
1: my god my god what what a powerful what a powerful word right there in fact i want to jump on that i want to prophesy recall in the everything a... that happened the... everything that had a defect i recall it back into the spirit and I call it back into the fold, I prophesy a recall, even as things have been defective in your life and even as things have now become a stumbling block for the body of Christ, we recall you to come back into the fold to be recolaborated and reconstructed so that you can be Be conditioned into wholeness. I prophesy that if you have one who has missed uh, the mark somehow or the other I want to with you that the mercy of God is going to rewrite your story Come on. but there's a recall from the spirit of God. Why? Because when you, when God plants you into the vine it's imperative that you take it very serious. The planting of the Lord is of utmost importance. You cannot remove yourself from the planting of God. Why? because this thing deals with fruit and fruit that remains so what we are seeing is that there is fruit but mm. the fruit in fact a, a couple of years ago i don't know if they have it in the u.s but uh where i lived i went to buy some grapes
0: mm. and
1: one of the things i found Apostle Nathaniel, family is that within these grapes there were no seeds there were no seeds in the grapes mm-hmm. and I, I i began to ask myself this question and say but how then do we reproduce great Mm. again if there's no Mm. seed because the fruit multiplies from the seed Uh, i want to declare to you that what we have been producing globally is fruit with no seed in it because Mm. the seed in it gives it the ability to be fruit that remains i prophesy that you recall back into the fold Back to your father, Lord. back to the things that need to be connected into who you are, will develop fruit in your life and fruit that remains. I wanna say this to you and I wanna read this scripture quickly, even as the Apostle began to talk yeah. about the fire. I wanna say and, and, and the stones, I wanna say the second Corinthians chapter three and verse eighteen. Second Corinthians chapter three and verse eighteen It says, But we all with open face beholding as in a glass the glory of the lord are changed into the same image Mm. from glory to glory even as by the spirit of the lord i wanna i wanna say this to you when you look at uh, how glass is made let's look at the construct of how a glass is engineered and created glass is created by intense heat but the but the that is needed to make glass is actually dust or sand, my God. Mm, mm, And they mm, say mm. you and I are created from the dust of the earth, the sand of the earth. This is why, my God, the church is continually in need of the fire of God. Why? Because when the fire connects with the dust, I'll say it again. When the fire connects with the dust, and the more intensity, and this is what Apostle Nathaniel began to talk about uh, the, the the intensity of pressure and how it is important and how it is so in uh, how it's so valuable to a believer's life for pressure to be applied in your life. Guess what? The more fire you put on the dust or the sand, the mu the more pure the gloss becomes. Yes. My God. Could it be that there's a direct, there's a direct connection to intense fire and the uh, producing, the producing of glory in us that makes us transparent? My God, I want to no. say yes. Pastor Grove, that's correct. When when intense heat mm. is applied to sin, it no. makes us more transparent. My God. On the to that churches are coming into a place where the fire of God is going to intensify in our gatherings to make us more transparent before God, to make us more transparent in our movement, to make us more transparent in the expression that God gave us so that the glory of God can flow through us uninhibited because the, 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 the challenge we are facing today. And this is why there's a recall. Apostle, you just unlock something in the realm mm. of the spirit. And I tell you, I, I, that word is resonating Monday, in me that I'm a call globally for sons and daughters to be recalled, the ones that have that left that weren't supposed to leave, that are now functioning with defects. There's a recall in the spirit, and I release that why so they can come back. And uh, embrace the fire of God for them to be transparent so that there's no stick and span in them for glory to come. One of the things I've learned is this: whenever God wants to grow your capacity, he always puts pressure on you. So you'll find the area that he puts pressure in your life is the area that he wants to grow. So perhaps you are are, are feeling the pressure. I want to encourage you. You are exactly where God needs you to be. Do not remove yourself from the pressure because when you look at the the, the makeup and the construct of an altar, there are stones that are unmovable that when they are placed there they are not to move but they are Mm. to carry the weight of other stones and the pressure of the fire and the other stones and the heat so that a nation can turn back to God, Come so that your family can get restoration. So that your money can get um, uh, redirected back to your life, so that relationships that are that are broken, that are not meant to be broken, can be healed, restored. Man, let me. I, I want to say this. My, my my wife and I have been talking about how we, we 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 are so quick to cut people off, but there hasn't been the talk of reconciliation yeah. as much as there's been the talk of cutting people off. I want to. Away from this word recall, I want to declare that there's a recall in the spirit. I want to declare that God is doing something magnanimous in this hour that he's calling sons and brothers. And there was a re- my God, there was a recall in one Kings chapter 18. Wow. And 15. the prophet says, near me recalling him. Come on place of of, of consecration calling him place of oneness in God I want to encourage you mm. that it's time for us to get one with our with god one with his presence one with the fire of God so that he can heal what he needs to heal through our life why because you are called to a world I'm not called to that's right mm. Mm. F chapter one acts chapter 2 and when the day Pentecost have fully come. Before they were sent into Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth, they had to be endowed with fire. Their, yes. their language had to be a language of fire. I want to encourage you. I'm telling you, I already sense it strongly in my spirit that there's a move of God that's going to break out in California next weekend. Come uh, on. From Friday all the way to Sunday get down if you can come if you gotta fly fly in if you gotta drive drive in however you can you gotta be there in, in, in. Because i can guarantee you that god is going to catapult you he's going to shift you and he's going to endow you with fire fire was the mark of Moses. Before Moses could go to Pharaoh, he had to encounter fire. My God, my God. Before Daniel was raised up in the courts of Babylon, he had to encounter fire. Before Mm. God is going to sing, my God. God, my God, I prophesy that you are going to encounter a fire. And that fire is going to distinguish your sound. It's going to distinguish you. And it's going to set you on the course where you need to go. This is why there's a recall. The recall is to endow you with fire. The recall is to endow you with with the glory. The recall is to endow you with favor. The recall is to endow you with wisdom and with the recall is to, to to give you something you didn't have the first time you went. Come
0: back. Apostle, mm. Praise the Lord. You know the the recall as you were speaking. I heard the recall is about repair. Um, mm. some years ago, um, I had a, I still have the vehicle. I have a hybrid. It's an Infinity. It's a 2014, and uh, Infinity here is made by is made by Nissan, and the the transmissions in the Infinity from 2014 to 15 uh, to 13, those three years or so, uh, they were found to need recall. So we had to visit the repair shop over and over, maybe about three or four different times, leaving the vehicle, they repaired the transmission, they repaired this, repaired that, and the, the recall is about repair for safety and function. And all of us need to be repaired somewhere. You say, well, only certain people, all of us are being recalled to that place of intimacy. Here's what the scripture tells us that there's a church that is forgotten. There's a church that's moved on from their first love. And I wanna encourage you that God calls us back to that alone place with him. Again, remember the only way for wholeness is to return. The Bible says you can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth you. It's not strengthened. It strengtheneth, and that means to give strength by continually going back to the source. It's like your car being full of gas. You fill it up, praise the Lord. I know it's a lot more expensive in, in London than it is here in the United States. I think they're about 8 or $9 a gallon. They sell by the leader there. Praise God, help them in Jesus' name. So you may fill up a halfway, depending on where your, your resource is. You may fill it up if God's blessing you, but you fill that car, but it doesn't stay full. When you drive it, when you move, and now you get to the half a tank, you get to the quarter tank, you get to a 10th of a tank. And then before long, that light goes on. And you say, I'm gonna keep on driving. I'm gonna keep on going. And what's happening is we're driving and driving and we're going and pouring out and we're not getting refilled by the recall. And eventually, if you keep driving long enough, you'll break down. Eventually, there'll be a breakdown. I want to encourage you listening, pastor, preacher, minister, man and woman of God, leader, the recall is about the repair He's calling us back to the altar. He's calling us back to intimate places. Now, there are those that have been released in in public, massive places where God is recalling. We had an election recall last year, uh, a year and a half ago, where all of our state voted to recall our governor and they voted i went up and down california and there was one there was one uh, sign, after sign after another sign after another sign after another sign and we voted them out but they're messing with our ballots they're messing with our voting system but i declare that corruption will not overtake the, the will of God in this season I declare righteousness is going to prevail and that God there are government officials that are going to be recalled and right men and women of God are coming into position here is the scripture I heard Exodus chapter 20 verse 24 says Exodus 20 the Lord tells Moses an altar of earth you shall make to me and sacrifice on it burn offerings peace offerings thy sheep, thy oxen, and all the places where I record my name. So God takes an altar of earth, that's you and I, and God puts sacrifice on it. And the Bible says there, the scripture says, he begins to record his name. Now, when his name hits our name, something happens. When you hear him speak your name and you hear you are no longer Jacob, you are in Israel. Jacob is a supplanter. Jacob is inconsistent. Jacob is is a a lack of integrity, a lack of character. Don't leave your purse around Jacob. Don't leave leave your spouse around Jacob. They're they're a lack of integrity. They they don't have integrity. They don't have character. But inside of Jacob is an Israel. There's a, there's a, a prevailing prince with God that is made for royalty God wants the Israel inside of Jacob the Bible says according to Psalm 78 uh, verse number verse number uh, verse number 20 and on the Bible tells us that 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 uh, the job of 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 David was to feed the sheep and to turn Jacob into Israel and give God his inheritance. He had to feed the sheep so that they can transform from who they were to who God sees them to be and that is our job to transform ourselves and give what we've overcome to nations the bible says that as he records his name there he says you will not make an altar of stone but if you build it of stone uh, of hewn stone but if you uh if and if you make an altar of stone you will not build it of hewn stone or if you lift up a tool upon it you've polluted it. Now what's the difference between an earth altar and a stone altar? An earth altar is for a season, it's for a generation. A stone altar lasts generation. A mud house, if you've ever gone to the, to the beach and you built a sand castle, the sand castle doesn't last forever. It remains temporarily. But what's the difference between sand and stone? Pressure it's the same elements it's all it's all all sand it's all dirt that goes through a process and the dirt that goes through compacting process builds stones builds unmovable substance imagine uh god is saying here you can build an altar of stone but don't put your hand on the stone don't try and manipulate the stone don't try and chisel the stone let me build it let me develop it let me grow it let me manifest what i have for. i'm going to read this this scripture text psalm 78 verse number 72 i'm just going to read this in your hearing this is one we've been talking about regularly for the last year and a half but i'm going to bring it into your hearing uh, god wants to give us grace psalm 78 verse 70 says so he chose david his servant and him from the sheepfold." Now, David is a king, and what is the opposite of a king? A servant. David served with the heart of a king, and he ruled with the heart of a servant. I heard someone say that. It's a wonderful quote. We must must serve with the heart of a king, and then we must rule with the heart of a servant. Humility. David was a king, but God described the king as a servant. And what made room for him, he took him from the sheepfold. He took him from humiliation. He took him from embarrassing. It's like being one of the jobs that are the lowest of low. And the Bible says, God took him from the sheepfold, verse 71, from following the ewes, great with young. So following pregnant sheep, that was his job to care for the next generation, following the baby sheep, to care for the generation to come. What you're doing is not for you. It's for the generation to come. What you're doing will affect and impact your children and your children's children he brought them uh, the bible says he brought him to feed jacob his people and israel is inheritance i said this last night i'll say this again i naturally in my flesh don't want jacob as a member i want israel i'm going to make that clear uh, pastors don't want mess they, they don't want jacob they don't want the lowdown they don't we'd rather have the finished product But inside of the Jacob is an Israel. Inside of the Jacob is a man or woman of God. Inside of the Jacob, if we can feed them, if we can grow them, if we can impart to them, that man, that woman will become that new creature. What did he feed them? 72. He fed them according to integrity of his heart. What did he give the sheepfold? Integrity. What do we give our members? What do we give our leaderships? What do we give our departments? What do we give our business? If you're leading in any area, you say, well, I'm not leading anything. If you're a part of a family and you're a parent, you're leading, all right? If you're if you're even a son or daughter and, and you're leading your life, you're making decisions every morning. Your parents cannot make these decisions for you. They can lead you to church, but they can't make you serve God. They can lead you to the water, but they can't make you drink. You're leading, you're making your decisions. Every decision, and every every has a has a re, reaction every action has a reaction and David fed them according to integrity of his heart integrity is from the word integral and integral is the word whole where we get the word whole numbers I want to tell you God is making us whole he's finishing a product we are his workmanship and we're going to look just like Christ Colossians 1:15 and 14 says Christ is the image of the invisible God, the first among creation. Romans 8.29 says that we are to be conformed who he foreknew, he predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he would be the first among many. Christ is the prototype, he is the measure, he is the plumb line. And we're to look like him and to sound like him and to talk like him. But we're also to heal like him and deliver like him and and move in power like him. Everything he did, he says, you can do in greater. Integrity of heart. Then he led them, he guided them, and he taught them with the skillfulness of his hands. I want to tell you there are skills that God wants to enhance. I'm talking to men and women that have been faithful, and usually the most faithful seem to are to be, at times, those that don't have the the most obvious gifts. Apostle, I don't know if, uh, what it's like there in, in the UK or, or in, in South Africa, but here in America, usually the most gifted people, those are the ones who are the flaky. Those are the ones who won't be faithful. Those are the ones yeah. who have the, the biggest gift. they used to relying on their gift, and they are very undisciplined. They're very un, 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 inconsistent. We find this, but I want to declare uh, there are those that don't seem to have obvious gifts, but they do. Those gifts are going to hit them as never before, like the the men that were gathered around us, uh, gathered around uh, Moses in the time and the Lord began to increase their skill and increase their anointing so they can build the tabernacle. So God began to make them weavers of wool, iron smith. He began to give them skills that they never went to school for because God needed them to build him a house. I wanna to talk to you right now. You're listening. You've been faithful over little. It felt like you were overlooked. It felt like your gift was not even noticed but i want to prophesy to you in the name of the lord god is going to increase your skill your talent he's going to increase your articulation he's going to take a coal off the altar and touch your lips so you can speak words of the of the word with the word of the lord and he's putting his words in your mouth like he did with jeremiah he's anointing you to lead and anointing you to teach and anointing you to build he's anointing you as a place because god says i have need and i'm now merging character and gifting, emerging, emerging anointing, but I'm emerging consistency. And now I'm going to, I'm going to produce something that is not hybrid. Again, hybrid is a mixture. I have a hybrid car. It's half gas, half electric. I want to tell you, God is healing the hybrid, half flesh, half spirit, half process, half unprocessed. I declare we shall be whole in Jesus name. My God, my
1: God, I, I, I want to pick up on that, on, on, on the wholeness, the oneness. You know, the Bible deals with us and says uh, that we ought to be holy. The Bible says, uh, be ye holy, for I am holy. Mm-hmm. And when we, when we look at the word holy, the word holy means clean living, mm-hmm. righteous living. Come and, on. you know, it, it, it means that your integrity mm-hmm. is intact. That's right. You know, but here's another definition that's also associated with holy. One of the definitions of holy means to be one mm-hmm. with God. It that's means right. to be one with God. When you look at the nature right. of God, he says, right. Me and my word. This is God speaking. The Bible says, right. Me, or one translation says, I and my word. Or one this is why growing up in the 80s mm. we heard things like word is bond if i gave you my mm. word mm. listen if i gave you my word you Hallelujah. could take my word to the bank yes how did it could get over a period and over a generation of time come on words don't mean anything anymore come and on. that is because of the lack of integrity mm-hmm. that uh, that 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 is attached to their words this is why the Bible says where words are many sin is not far Come you on. Must, I'll say that again where words are many sin is not far in Come other on. words there's no return god for the oneness mm. and the integrity yes. of what they are saying this is why the book of james teaches us and says a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways instability comes from uh Come it, it comes from the root of being split in personality Come and on, when Apostle. you are split in personality your word is not born you mm-hmm. don't withdraw your words it means you 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 want to cut corners here and you want to cut accountable for mm-hmm. your words but if we're going to operate in uh in, in integrity if we're going to operate with character if we operate of God and in the holiness of God, our word has to be born, we have to pay attention to what we are saying be very slow to speak always quick to hear you know, I want to say this and I want to declare this to you, that you are going to understand the value of your yes big yes and your no being known, because what has happened is we've given our word so freely, and yes. then we uh, we get trapped. In the in in the reality of what we spoke and yet we had no intention of actually following up a dead word but I declare in the recall there's a fixing that God Come is my god in the recall theres a there's a repairing uh, and a wholeness coming back to our lives and mm. coming back to the body of Christ and coming back to uh, being holy with God where our integrity now uh, 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 we can we can hold it before god you must Understand that when a visitation comes, my God, look at Luke chapter 19, when Jesus comes to the house of Zacchaeus, one of the first things that Zacchaeus does, he brings his account before God. I want to declare to you in moments like this, for God to bring wholeness, for God to bring healing, for God to bring recollaboration, for God to strengthen the things that need to be strengthened in your life bring your account before God and don't hide anything. Because if you hide anything, wholeness cannot come. I declare a and this is an hour where God is raising up sons and daughters of God who are going to up- offer who is going to operate in a place where there's wholeness in and through them. They are going to understand the value of Amen. their yes. They're going to understand the value of their no. They're going to connect the word of God. This is what the Bible says. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. This is one when we understand that. The Word of God has the final authority. It means when I speak the Word of God, it has finality over everything. This is why right. I cannot be, I mm. cannot be a haphazard with our words because it's a reflection of my fragmented soul.
0: Amen. Amen.
1: A man is it so easy. The Bible says, you have not because you ask not. But when you ask, you ask amiss. The missing of the asking is connected to the fragmentation of our soul. I want to say this to the words that we speak of spirit and life. Where you reflect the condition of your soul. I want That's to right. encourage you that what comes out of your mouth, let it be wholesome. That's what the Bible says. Let the wholesome conversations come out of of your conduct and let it come out of your speech. I want to declare to you that in this recourse, may God fit the thing that has misaligned us. May God fit the thing that has fragmented our soul, that has fragmented and dislodged our emotions. This is why when you speak, you speak with authority because your soul is. God. Your emotions synchronization with the word of God everything about who you are and what you are is in sync with God, with his word and with the spirit of God I want to declare to you that we are no longer just going to operate From the gift, my God. I declare that even over this book, God, that the altar is gonna awaken the oil in your life. And what keeps the fire burning is oil. I declare that the pressure is producing oil. I declare that the crushing is producing oil. I declare that the fire is burning up the chaff in our lives Mm -hmm. so that more can be created for us. And with the more it means there's more capacity. And when there's more capacity, it means there's more anointing. I declare that our gatherings is going to be full of the anointing. I declare that this oil coming into our gathering again. I declare that this oil coming into our fire. I heard the Lord just say this now. uh, And I want to prophesy this mm. quickly to to remember the sound of my voice that the oil is going to go into places and into spaces where it's been hard and where it's been rough and where where where, where systems couldn't turn. It's a bolt, and I see a rusty a, 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 a nut and bolt that it, whatever you try, it cannot open. But the moment you apply oil, there's an ease to it, I declare. There's yes. things that couldn't open in your life. I declare the oil of the anointing of God is flowing in that thing and there's movement. I prophesy where there's been no movement in business, the oil of God will bring movement. I declare where there's been no movement in finances, that the, that the oil of the anointing of God will bring movement. I declare career-wise where there's been no movement, I prophesy oil. Well, somebody type in the comment section, i got oil. Why? You always have to have will when there's a vegetation, my God. This is why in Matthew chapter 25, we see the five foolish versions Come on. and the five wise versions. And when the when the master, the bridegroom, came as a visitation, the five who had oil. My God, there was a multiplication. Yeah, I, promise I, promise I, promise. I promise that even as we gather around raising the altar, and even as we gather on our Sunday gatherings, and even as we gather around the world, I prophesy that your gatherings are about to have oil. And that's well bring an ease to things that couldn't move and to things that couldn't shift prophesy to yourself and say over your children i've got oil for that problem i've got oil for that problem i've got oil for that situation i prophesy that you got oil even myself i'm declaring i have oil
0: Mm. fire of god apostle one of one of the things that 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 oil does in the Old Testament and in that time it's it sustained fire. They would get a lamp and they would put oil, and in order to have light in the night they had to have oil. Let me encourage you: the oil of God, the fire of God, is going to be sustained through that oil. So I'm going to encourage you, listening, to receive that word. I'm going to give you one more verse, and we're going to pray. I'm going to give Apostle a few moments to pray. I'm going to pray over you, but let me read to you Second uh, Peter chapter number Second uh, Peter chapter one verse four. The Bible says we uh, have been given great and exceeding precious promises. Your promise is exceeding. It's super abounding. I remember when God would speak to me and the things he would say to me, um, I would receive them with joy. But then we would go through what is called the contradiction. And this is found in Hebrews chapter 12, verse number three. It says, consider him who endured a contradiction of sinners against himself, lest you faint in your mind. The battles in the mind, the wars in the mind. But God speaks a thing and then the opposite happens. He tells you you're going to abound financially and then the bank accounts go crazy. He tell and get get laid off on the job. He tells you you're going to have a marriage ministry and you start having divisions in your your marriage that month and you're on the couch the whole month. He tells you you're going to have a healing ministry and you get sick that week and you get a bad doctor's report. This is called the contradiction. He says something to you and watches your response to what you see contrary. And the first thing that happens mentally and emotionally, you could get frustrated, we get tired, we get angry, but I wanna encourage you, as Apostle mentioned earlier. One of the roots for the words of holy, which is Hagios, is number one, one with God, correct, and then one with your words, correct, and then one with yourself. To become one with God, to become one with His word, and to become one with yourself. So there, there's not hypocrite, two faced, double minded. You are the same man, the same woman, and your words begin to have weight there are many men who were very anointed that I we truly loved and walk with but had to disconnect from because we could not trust their words they would make promises to the church promises to me promises to left and right I mean they would and they would hear God and say it but they wouldn't fulfill it and so we had to learn I had to learn years ago you know if you're going to make meetings you know as a pastor you've got meeting after meeting you got Dozens and hundreds of people looking for meetings. And so when I say we're going to have a meeting uh, in the next couple of weeks, you call me, you reach out to me. I, I can't remember. 30, 40, 50 different people, 100 different people. But you reach out, why? Because I've got to be careful with my words. I've got to be careful. I've, I've set a meeting, so I'll say, make sure you text me. Make sure you you uh, set the date. Why? Because it's something that I've got to be careful with my words. My words have power, and I have to value my words. So God gives you the exceeding great, exceedingly powerful. And then the Lord told me, he said, son, the key to the promise manifesting is actually inside of the promise when i speak a word to you i put the power and the ability of the word to come to pass inside of the word it's in a seed form and when you wrap your mind and wrap your heart and wrap your emotions in the word you are now bringing it to pass you're fleshing the word out and sometimes we feel far from the word We feel far from the promise. We don't feel the word. But God says, you might think the word, dream the word, become the word, become one with the word. As Apostle said, become one with God and his word and become one with yourself where yourself is one with the word. So you get these promises and they become reality before they're ever a reality. I remember getting a, a, a conscious decision that I was no longer broke. It's a, there's a place in the scripture that it says David recognized that he was king he finally became conscious and this is years after he was in the throne he, he recognized that God had made him a king and now he knew he was a king he wasn't faithing it to be a king he, he just became aware of it and it began to manifest it So becoming the thing before you ever see the thing is the key to manifesting the promise of God in your life. He gives you the exceeding precious promises, and then he gives you what's called the divine nature. You no longer move in just discipline. Discipline is very important. Self-control restraint is a vital part of the kingdom of God, but you must graduate from discipline to nature. I gave the example last night, Um, you know, I've I've been on something called the low carb for about three and a half months, been able to take off probably about 27, 28 pounds, and I feel better, I can move better, I can minister better, I feel more energized, and now after three to four months, I'm losing the taste for sugar, I'm losing the flavor, and uh, sometimes sweets can be a big temptation, but what, what would it be like if you never had that chocolate cake before? How, how the devil couldn't tempt you with that uh, donut. If you had never tasted the sugar, but once you've tasted it, it develops a desire and a craving for that thing. Now, in the kingdom, once God goes from your mind to your soul, to your heart, he now changes your nature to where it's no longer discipline. It's now something called nat- nature, natural. You no longer crave what you used to crave. You no longer want what it's not you trying to hold yourself back and slip up and then eat five donuts that night it's you now no longer desiring the taste of donuts you forget what donuts taste like so the devil comes and he has nothing in you this is called nature the nature of god instead of discipline which you must have we must discipline ourselves. we must have self-control but you move from discipline to nature and you are one with Christ. You are one with his word and you are one with yourself. This is the the power of being a living stone and on these stones, God will send a fire that will burn. See, here's the issue. Listen, I need you to hear me. God has shown himself powerful before. He showed up in Azusa. He showed up in Topeka, Kansas. He showed up at the tent revivals. He showed up at Brownsville. He showed up at Osbury a year ago, six months ago. He showed up in the book of Acts, but guess what? He didn't remain because the stones were not unmovable. The foundation of the movement wasn't correct. So God poured it out and it fizzled. God poured it out and we wasted it. Because we, he said there will be a generation who are more concerned with foundation than they are with fruit. When they are with, with uh, they're, they're more concerned with foundation than they are with uh, responses. And then they are with, uh, with, 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 with rewards. They're, they're more concerned with the foundation of the things we're building. So it's lasting. So it's ready. So when God raises, how many times have we seen this apostle where God raises men of God? And God raises women of God and God raises them up and it buckles under the pressure and the weight of the glory. The marriage buckles, the ministry buckles, the finances buckles. And before you know it, they bring shame to the name and therefore there's got to be a recall. Let me encourage you listening. One of our jobs is to develop. One of our jobs is to grow. I ask, I'm asked all the times with what's taking place in the world, the famines and the pestilence and the pandemics and the global shaking and the economies. What can we do? We're in the book of Revelation now. We must allow him to finish the good work he started. Is it, should you put money away should you put water in your in your in your cellar that's a big thing apostle since we were kids here they were telling us the big one the big one the big one the big earthquake that there's going to be a huge earthquake so always have water in your in your your cellar water in your basement water in your attic always make sure you've got a month worth of food and that's that's something they've told us over and over now i'm not i'm not upset with that i'm not angry with that type of theology or that type of thinking prepare your best do your best but your source is isn't your seller. Your source isn't your water supply. Your source isn't your cabinets. It's not your bank account. Your source is God. He doesn't have any problem getting you supply. He has a problem finding somebody who can trust to open up his storehouse to. Mm. This is the problem. He has a problem with somebody who he can trust enough to give the keys of the kingdom that whatever they ask for, whatever they require, he can trust them. This is what God's looking for in the last day. Men and women of character, of development, of integrity, but also gifting and anointing. And usually they're, they're not synonymous. I won't say all. I cannot say all. But most, many of the ministries you listen to, some of you listening to online, and some of those are, that are very popular and very edgy and very well-followed, are they have a, a smell to it. The best way you can put it, something's wrong with it. It's not kosher. It's like a meat that's been left out too long and it smells a little funny. Something's wrong with it. But most of us can't discern developed from underdeveloped character. And I want to pray according to the word that I have discernment, not to judge people, not to be angry, but to step up and walk through the veil and to be a revealer of the glory of the Lord. And there are a remnant who will not bow, who will not compromise. I want to tell you, you're a part of that remnant. I'm going to pray with you. I'm going to give Apostle. A uh, moment to share a closing thought, and we're going to begin to pray after that, and we're going to ask that God release grace. Go ahead, Apostle.
1: My God, my God, this is such a, a powerful, powerful, powerful time in the Lord, and, you know, I want to encourage you, you know, um, to open up your heart, you know. Uh, I was I was sharing it with our church on, 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 on Sunday, you know, um, the oneness and being one with yourself, being one with the word and being one with God. On. You know, this is this is this is our ultimatum, you know, never to be disconnected from God. And I'm saying all of that to say this that in this recall and in this time where God is calling us back to the altar, you know, ring ring everything at the altar. Put everything that you can, put it down on the altar, why do I say that? You find that when David lost everything, we see the accounts of Ziglag. And one of the one of the accounts of Ziglag, it details that they cried so deeply that they couldn't cry anymore. In other words, they let it all out. And I wanna to say to you, in letting it all out, you know, this is something that Apostle and I have Constantly talk about is that your tears is stored in a jar That's and right. is brought before the Lord as a memorial. I'm declaring to you today that your tears is, is a memorial mm. and that God is about to answer those memorials. And I want to say to you and declare to you today that the fire of God would bring a healing. And that the anointing of God, the balm of Gilead, would be an ointment to every wound that you've experienced. But more so, that pick you up and turn you around and sit on solid ground. Mm-hmm. I know that's the song we used to sing the day one. It's so applicable even right now. I am to declare to you that God has to you. to you that God has come to you. There is a re- this recall is gonna re-collaborate you, it's gonna re you, it's gonna you. We love you. We wanna see you next weekend at Raising the Altar. Bring your family, bring your church, bring yes. your movement. We wanna minister to you. We wanna we wanna touch God together with you. We love you and I just wanna release this that the oil that was prophesied to you would speak for you in Jesus' name.
0: Jesus name. Amen. Thank you, Apostle. Uh, We're going to pray the verse you quoted Psalms 56 verse 8. You tell us my wanderings, you put my tears into thy bottle. And are they not in your book? So God records and assigns angels to catch every tear. And to put every tear in a book of remembrance. And the Bible also tells us, Psalms tells us, that what you sow in tears, you will reap in joy. So you must put your tears at the feet of the Lord. Let me encourage you. God has great blessing for you, great honor for you. This recall is God recalling us back to himself. And there's an audit taking place in the spirit. An audit is when there's an inspection And God is looking through things and he's not looking to through actually to disqualify. Some will be disqualified. Some ministries will be disqualified. He's actually looking to qualify so he can hand them glory and power and miracles and influence. I'm not just after I told the Lord, I don't want influence if I don't have the glory of God. Don't raise me up to preach to 10 to 20 hundreds of thousands, and I'm just another voice. Send me with fire. Send me with miracles. Send me with infallible proofs. I ask God. I'm praying that God would fulfill that promise. So let me encourage you. The, The recall is about an audit. This audit is an inspection for promotion it's not one to destroy so let me encourage you let God finish let him have his heart your heart he's gonna cause those tears and those pains that are in his bottle and in his book to bring forth remembrance. So I'm gonna pray I mean I'm gonna ask the apostle to pray just one or two minutes and then I'm gonna conclude with the prayer and we're going to be dismissed go ahead apostle father we thank you even tonight for every listener Mm, that's that under
1: the ministry of your word, I thank you. But even as we've come into inspection and introspection, Father, I pray that we present our hearts and we present the hearts of your people tonight. And Father God, we ask that you heal whatever needs to be healed. And Father, we bring it before you. We lay it at your altar. And Father, we are transparent like Adam. We are naked before you and we are not ashamed before you. And Father God, heal us, deliver us, set us free from the bondages of sin. And Father, cleanse us from all unrighteousness because you are faithful and you are just. Father, your word says mercy triumphs over judgment. Every impending judgment against our life, every verdict of judgment decreed by the enemy. To that mercy applied. I thank you that mercy rewrites that story. I thank you that mercy triumphs. So, Father, we release the mercy of God even over this broadcast in Jesus'
0: name. Amen. 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 I just stand with the apostle and I just agree that every word and every promise and every decree that you've been given and every battle, the Bible says that persecution would arise for the word's sake. Some of the things you're going through is about the word. It's about the promise, but I declare that though you've, and I've gone through you and I've gone through testing and trial that the side of the wrong ground, the ground with stones in it, the ground with weeds in it will be tilled and you will take out and give us strength to take out everything in our hearts that are not like you. And we shall produce fruit some 30, some 60 and some a hundred a year and a season of bearing harvest and your tears will be swallowed up by joy. And I declare that this sorrow and this grief will not remain in us and we will not get bitter. We will get better and favor will abound and goodness will be seen in the land of the living. I declare it now over you and your children, your house, your finance, your resource, your ministry, your business, your job, whatever you're stewarding, your resource, let the hand of God multiply according to the word. For you desire to multiply, not add. You desire to increase and let favor abound. I speak this now in Jesus name. And we say amen and amen. Well, we want to thank you, Apostle Phil. Thank you for taking time. They're going to put this flyer up very quickly. Normally, we'll show it in again. Uh, This is the raising of the altar, R-T-A, raising of the altar in the nations. Isaiah 56, verse 7 is our key verse. We will be right here at This Rock International Ministries in in the uh, city of Riverside in beautiful Southern California. We don't know what's happening. It's normally hot in the 90s to 100s. It's in the 70s right now, which is cool. It's wonderful. Come out and be a part of this move. Apostle Phil Vermellon will be with us as one of our key speakers, Apostle Kim Gaskin, Apostle Rocky Martin is Kim Gaskin is now back from London. He's back here in Lancaster. Apostle Rocky is in San Diego. Uh, uh, Pastor Wilmore Grove is coming. Wilmore Grove is coming all the way from uh, Pretoria, South Africa. It's going to be an amazing three days. That's June the 23rd at 7 p.m. June the 24th. 10 a.m. and 6 p.m. And then we'll be concluding at 12 noon on Sunday. You don't want to miss it. It's going to be amazing. Please go to This Rock International uh, Ministries on Facebook and you can register. Apostle, thank you for being with us. We love you. Grace and peace to you. We can't wait to see you in just a couple of days. California is waiting for you, my friend. Amen. Can't wait to. Have a wonderful evening. God bless your Thank we love you for it. listening Great. to Freedom Global Prophetic Podcast with Apostle Nathaniel Leon. Stay up to date with our latest episodes by subscribing on your favorite podcast app, YouTube, or by liking us on Facebook at This Rock International. Thank you for listening and have a blessed
1: day.